The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Hello and welcome to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. I'm surprised we're actually doing it this week because apparently James is the busiest man on earth. Yeah. Because for the past 72 <laughs> hours, it's been trying to find a time that he keeps being like, oh, well, I've got a lot of dominoes to try and move around. And I'm sorry, you're not, I mean, you are employed, but you're not. What are you doing, James? You're not Dude, super I, employed. Not super employed. <laughs> well, here's the, here's the problem, guys. Here's the problem. When you don't have one big job that pays all your bills, you have to have lots of little jobs that pay your bills in pieces. And sometimes it's hard to coordinate them all. Well, luckily, this doesn't pay any bills for you. I mean, it kind of does. Kerchek pays yeah, I mean, bills for you know, me. No, I'm saying the Can podcast. Can we talk about where you are? Oh, yeah. That's oh, the podcast. So, yes, James. Yes. So, you are doing a lot of gigs, let's say. Yeah, yeah. I doing, see a storyboard. You're doing a very there. specific gig today. I am. I am. Today, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I am proud to announce I made my uh, big screen debut uh, on one of Becky's movies. So <laughs> we are. Big, in, she finally gets to marry you in a movie. Or is it like a medium screen debut? Well, it's, I guess it's, they call it small screen, right? Because mm. this is going straight to television, I think, right? Oh, it's going to, really? It's going to Amazon Prime? Are we hey, to say that? Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> there you go. We got a movie on Prime, apparently. And no, this is the best part. So Becky landed this gig, and it was shooting up in Ontario, and it was all booked. It was all ready to go. And then like a week ago, or two weeks ago, her agent emailed her and said, hey, I just got this email from the production company. Have a look and tell me what you think. And the email was was from one of the producers saying, crazy idea. Tell me what you think. We have this uncast part for the best friend of the male lead. It's only two scenes. They're pretty simple. But we think it'd be hilarious if James wanted to do the it. best friend of the male lead who is the one that is... That's gonna Alex, be, I'm that getting is, to that point. The one that is, <laughs> the one that is with the, the, female, the female yeah. lead, which is your wife. So you're the friend of the guy that your wife is, in theory with best friend best friend and worst case mm. uh uh one of my two scenes 50 percent of my effort in this movie is convincing this man to go for it with the girl because she sounds like a keeper 
<laughs> Again, just to circle so you, back and close the so loop. So you lie. You the lie girl is my wife. So, I mean, I guess it's kind of cool you can speak from experience. Yeah, well, I can. So, like, the opening line of that scene is not really acting. Do. She sounds like a keeper. Right. But so I ruined a couple takes inadvertently because I was like, dude, she doesn't close any drawers, any cupboards. She doesn't tighten any lids. She spills on everything. everything. You don't you just a nightmare. You don't need this in your life right now. You just got a promotion. Let's not. And then the director steps in. He's like, you need a minute, bud. Are you OK? I'm like, yeah, sorry. Fine. I'm sorry. I, that wasn't I, that was unprofessional. I apologize. Let me set her again. <laughs> we'll be good to go. So, yeah, so I had to, like, full-on act stuff and learn lines and do wardrobe and all sorts of crazy stuff. So I'm going to be in a – I got a speaking role in a movie, which is kind of exciting. That's pretty cool. I mean, at least you're no stranger to the makeup. <laughs> yeah, it's like the first picture Becky took when we got here was me in the makeup chair. Just I'm like, what do you, why do we always have to do that? Yeah. You, her, everybody's just got to take that picture. Yeah. But at least there was no guy liner and there was no fake tan, so it's still considerably better. And at least you didn't have to shave. stars. I did not have to shave, which that probably would have been a deal breaker. So I have, I have, I have a question, a and you, sure. you might not be able to answer it. Do we like this guy? <laughs> yeah, he, he, the, no, Becky loves him. The annoying thing is, <laughs> yeah, yeah she does. Becky loves him. He's 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 a really nice guy. He's a super nice dude, and he's and he's actually very attractive, which I don't love. But that's right. just going to be you know par for the course yeah. with mm. Becky's on screen husbands. And she's going to get married for like the 14th time. Apparently ours wasn't good enough. So she keeps practicing on, you know, on redos, I think, for her next one. But uh, yeah, no, it's he's he's pretty cool. He was pretty cool. Well, that's everybody was cool. That's exciting. Um, So because it's a a fairly small role, do you Mm. still get do you get paid to do this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I definitely got paid. Wow. Yeah, so they, they, it's called scale. Scale is what they have to pay you legally. Yeah. Interesting. Um, it's a it's a day rate, and I actually got a little bit more than that. So. You got a fuck oh. scale. Look at you. Yeah. You know what? Who really wins here is Becky's agent, because I'm sure he got your ten percent too. Do you want to know? What, <laughs> do you want to know? Do you want to know what's kind of sad? Is of the three of us now, James has made the most on movies. I would doubt that. That's just not true. I would doubt that. Yeah, <laughs> as much as we like to shit on Tim's career, he's actually been very successful at writing screenplays. Uh, I've sorry, also Tim. been in a movie. Oh, well, it's true. That's true. Been yeah. in a few. Actors. Do we want to? Do we want to recount that? No, no. Uh, I wasn't even thinking about that one. I was thinking about like why well, oh. I've had a speaking role in a movie. It was the weirdest thing though. I had to make out with a like a, a topless. 35 year old russian woman when i was 19 and it was the least uh least erotic thing you could imagine because there's like 50 people around you and they're like okay uh can you come in at a little bit of an angle and then in between Dude, takes we're do like you not, about traffic, do not about do not do not tell me that the 19 year old you can't cut this don't tell me that the 19 year old tim wasn't excited about no, the fact it that sounded he was really cool. how this works. It sounded really cool at the beginning, and then I got there, and it was not because it was just like I just met this woman. We're we're standing across from each other, and it's like, yeah, traffic. I don't, the I don't today. believe a second of that. And then they cut, they That's cut like, the whole scene, not just my part. The entire scene was cut from the movie. So now I tell people this story, mm. and it's not even in the movie. It's called Cougars Inc. It's uh. <laughs> They cut my entire scene. That's that's well. I mean, you got paid, so it's fine. 
Do you still get like an IMDb credit if your scene gets cut from a movie that I you did still know. work on and get paid for? I don't know. That's a good question. Now I can go check. It's uh yeah, Jim Belushi, Sarah Hyland was in it. I don't see you myself. Guys, did you meet Jim Belushi? He who was not the, there that day. Who Denise the Richards you're making was in out it. with. You know what? I don't remember. It was 13 years ago. I feel like that's something you'd remember. It was such a weird day. He remembers. He does know. He's I just bet, playing hard I bet, I bet he looks her up on Instagram every once in a while. <laughs> I'm looking. Slitting those DMs. Oh, yeah. No, I am. I am. Cre- it says I'm uncredited on IMDb. So somebody added me, but it's uncredited. It's probably her. Probably. <laughs> she was. I know. I know. First, first... Woman to unadd you from something. <laughs> I know firsthand this guy was in this movie. <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh, so yes, that's that's what I'm up to at the minute. Alex, you've just had a bit of a weekend. Obviously, we were not racing, but uh, you still took in a little on track action. Yeah. So I went down as we talked about last week. I went down to Miami to watch the F1 race. Was a guest of Auto Nation. Um, who? Let me just say, like, I'm not just saying this because they're my partner um i i think we can all pick out a couple of big big names that have been in indycar over the past decade and a half or so that have really done a great job in terms of their activations and what they do and and contribute to the support to the sport in in terms of not only financially but just what they bring to the table you know i think target's one of them i think um obviously dhl was one gamebridge was one I think AutoNation is is in that list as well um, because they they went to obviously they're based in Fort Lauderdale, uh, which was close to where the race was, and they just did an entire weekend for kind of their executives, but also their some of their customers, um, some of their um, you know dealerships. Um, there was also some giveaways to just people that had bought cars from AutoNation, um, and hosted everyone for for kind of three days. And that was either hosted in kind of the F1 hospitality or AutoNation's own hospitality that was part of the Hard Rock Stadium or in the entire Turn 8, 9 grandstand, which AutoNation purchased. Um, And I just, it was amazing to see kind of the excitement that they were able to generate to people that had never been to an F1 race before. And and so a huge, huge thanks to them. I was there with, with Simon and Elio as well. And... I got to say, I mean, as much as we've all kind of seen and witnessed the past two weeks, kind of the build up to Miami and then the the race itself happening, they did an amazing job. I mean, Formula One really has has got their act together in in a lot of ways. Um, You know, there was obviously some hiccups considering it was a first year event. You know, um, as as always, there's going to be that, you know, the biggest issue that they had, honestly, was was getting staff there um you know with and i think that's a huge issue for most industries you know you go to restaurants and you know they talk about how they, they're not full capacity because they can't get they can't get servers and and chefs and everything so this was kind of a similar situation um so there was a little bit left on the table there in terms of just the overall experience um that and um that coupled with the fact that it was like 95 degrees um it was uncomfortable at times but i have to say just the energy there and the excitement there for the race was very impressive and something that I am a little bit jealous of. Um, but neither here nor there, there was a lot of like things that I think the three of us, well, there was quite a few IndyCar drivers there, but you know, I actually just got off a call with 
with some of the marketing team at IndyCar and kind of shared thoughts and experiences and, and, you know, ideas of, of what I saw over the weekend. And I think, you know, in a lot of respects, they're going to take this and, and the goods and the bads that they, they saw themselves um, from the F1 event and try and apply it to, to our series. So it is, it is interesting because I, I was talking to um, a few people that were there, a couple of them. Well, I would say the majority of them had never been to a race before. <laughs> They were not at all race fans. They wanted to be there because of the event of Formula One. Mm-hmm. And one of the more encouraging conversations that I had was I talked to someone whose friend wasn't able to make it. So they, it was these two guys, and um, his friend wasn't able to make it because it, just the cost. The cost was just yeah. too high. Yeah, we talked about and, this before. It was ridiculous. Right. And he decided that instead of going to an F1 race, he's going to go to an IndyCar race. There you go. So in a way, you know, Hopefully, you know, they continue to price themselves out. And as the interest in motorsports continues to grow, we can kind of get the the others. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, it 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 is something that, you know, we, we need to seriously address, I think, as a series, just in terms of getting people excited about the event, especially the people inside the city. Mm-hmm. You know, it was amazing to see just the whole city fall in love with it. So kind of to that point, like this is something that we've talked about a little bit, right? It's the I still firmly believe when it comes to motorsports, rising tide lifts all ships. And so I think that's case in point right there. I don't think F1 growing in the U.S. is taking away a single IndyCar fan. I don't think there's anyone that was watching IndyCar races, attending IndyCar races, buying merchandise, supporting sponsors that in the last three years since Drive to Survive or whatever is like, no, you know what? This isn't as sexy or elite or cool or whatever. I'm going to stop doing that. And I'm only going to support Formula One. I just, I just don't think that that's happened to a single fan. Mm-hmm. So if that story that you just told has ha, multiplies, you know, to any extent, we are essentially just gaining fans because people who are brand new to motorsports have been like, okay, I like this. Maybe I like this too, or I like this but can't afford it. So I'll try the one that I can afford. So I, I still think it is overall a positive. Yes, there are still tons of lessons that we can learn and things that we have to apply to make our events a little bit closer. But I still think overall F1 success isn't a terrible thing for us. I don't think it's a terrible thing in terms of fan attendance. I would, sponsorship is what I worry about. Sponsorship and and viewership, I think, is is the biggest issue. You know, I think you're going to have at the majority of our races, our fan turnout is pretty good. You know, it's it it's all right. Where we where we seriously lack compared to even like Cup, for example, we lack the the TV audience, number one. But what we lack more than that is the people in that city aware of the fact <laughs> that we're in that city. And I think that yeah, the, the, the case in, the case in point to that is the TV numbers for the F1 race came out and they were very good. But the strong. thing that stood out to strong me to quite strong. was the num- The first two cities were Miami and then West Palm Beach. So like those people that weren't there were still heavily invested in that event that was happening in town. The problem is when we go to Portland, right, the number one market is Indianapolis. It's still Indianapolis. And then yeah. Columbus, Ohio, right? Like, yes, that's our core audience, but people in Portland need to be the number one audience. And then you fall back on the core audience that exists in Indy that can't make it out to that trip. So I think that that is the biggest issue that we have. It's not it's not the people that are going to go to the race because those people are going to go to the race if they want to 
be outside for the weekend and IndyCar is relatively affordable, right? So they're going to go to that, right? Regardless of whether they are a fan of F1 or not, just because they want to hang out with their friends and family for the weekend and do something different, right? It's the people that are at home choosing what to watch. You need those people in that city to be pumped up that we're in town. And we don't do yeah, that I don't, at all. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. The, uh, yeah, it's, it's like, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know how to market an IndyCar race to a local market as a promoter, but it does seem like we go to a couple of places where there's almost zero local promotion. And it's like in the promoter agreements with IndyCar, we need to put in, here's a minimum spend. Like, yes, you finally pay a sanction fee and you do all these other things, but there's a minimum spend on in-market advertising that has to happen from six months out, three months out, one month out, week of kind of thing and break it down. But again, I, I don't know if that's how this stuff works. Well, whatever, it'll, be, it'll be hugely interesting to see how what the end result of Iowa is because I think we have a partner. Yeah, they're doing massive in hy We have the promoter is IndyCar, right? And there is pretty much an unlimited spend happening through hy V that is allowing that to become an event. Now, right. If that garners the attention of Des Moines, Iowa, which sh- I'm sorry, shouldn't be hard, right? There's not much else There's going on. There's not much in Des else going on. And you're bringing in really big acts in terms of, you know, concert performers and their high V is headquartered there. So there's a huge amount of things that are happening for the positive. I'm really expecting that to be okay. You're going to land in Des Moines. You're going to be like, you know, there's something going on. And I really think that that's going to be a market on TV numbers that's going to be up there, hopefully. That's Yeah, it's an interesting point. And if that's the case, then I think you have exactly the architecture and the framework of what you need to do for all other 16 races, 15 mm-hmm. races. Yeah, you got a perfect case study on, on how to do it. Right. Yeah. The the one thing that I, I'm, I would be very curious to know, and I'm sure it will never come out. Um, actually, I say that. It might. Obviously, year one of any event like like what we saw in Miami is going to be a loss financially. Like you cannot recover that in a single season. Sure. Like it's just not possible. Um, and you got to remember, like ticket prices being as as insane as they were, that was aftermarket, right? So those grandstands were going secondary for that. So it'd be interesting to know what it cost to do that race. And obviously, you're they did they got a ten year contract, I think, 15. right, for that event. Wow. Okay. So you're, you know, amortizing that loss over 15 years, but what, what year does it cross over and start making a profit? Because the the cost of some of the things that they did, even that are just like, okay, so the cost of laying the track, building the pit, all that, okay, fine. That's that you amortize over all that time, but building the grandstands every year, building the beach, the fake beach club every year, all the hospitality suites, the yacht in the moat thing on the, you know, on the fake river, all that stuff, as we know, is not inexpensive to do. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be interesting to see like operate now that all the, you know, capital outlay for the build is done, the operating costs from year two to 10, if they're actually going to recover that every year with, uh, with, you know, ticket sales and, and suite sales and all the rest of it, because it's, it looked like a phenomenally expensive event to hold. I mean, I think, I think you will, because you got to remember, there's massive partners that are going to start sponsoring that event. You know, the, the first year hard they rock, already have, right? right. But the first year hard rock was kind of absorbing most of it. And, and in a way, yes, it was a loss, but it was also a marketing expense for hard rock and the stadium and everything. Right. Fine. I think that 
you're going to see, especially if the trajectory that they're currently on continues. I mean, we already saw like there was another American brand that was added to to a car last minute, and I forget who it was. And it was like people were hopping on board the Thursday of the event. I think yeah, it's only going to get bigger from that standpoint. Um, so yes, I, I don't see that there's a. I I don't believe Liberty Media being the company that they are right is going to go through exercises of losing money, right? They're they're going, but it's not their money on that one, right? It's the it's the group that promoted the race. It's the, the Dolphins guy, yeah. And you know, how much, how many years of loss is he willing yeah. to take to keep that event up? I guess is what. Well, I mean, there's, at what point do you go back to the city and you go back to the state and say, look at all the revenue we're bringing in sure. for you guys? And well, but, up and up until probably this year, there was ten Formula One teams that were willing to take a massive loss every single year to go racing. So, who knows? Yeah, that's I mean, a great point. It was a very good point. And I and I do um, know for a fact, this is the last thing on Miami, that they are going to have it be a real beach slash river pond thing next year. The only reason it wasn't was because they couldn't get permits and zoning done in time with the city of Fort Lauderdale. But now that they have a year, it will be done. So That's so funny. Yeah. Okay, sorry. One last thing on Miami. This is, this is what I want your opinion on. You might even have a little bit of insight. One of the things that I hear a lot about after that event from a lot of people, and this is people, you know, generally it's kind of fans, but some people even inside the industry are were saying things like, yeah, we need to get more celebrities out to IndyCar races because look at how many celebrities came out to Miami. So there's, there's, it's kind of like a twofold thing. First off, I mean, how many of them were there of their own volition versus being there because they were paid to make an appearance it was a spot like you know tom brady was there because of the connection with iwc which sponsors lewis and mercedes would tom brady have gone if he didn't have a corporate partner that was activating heavily at that race like examples like that you know how many of them went because they were just diehard fans of motorsport and wanted to be at an f1 race and how many of them was it a was it a business trip essentially i i believe i i bet it's split i bet it's split but yeah, is it 50-50? Yeah, is no, no, I'd, I'd say it's probably split 50-50 because there are a couple people whose names I won't mention who I know specifically went to their partners and asked for hospitality, asked for the experience, asked for access. So yes, there was all right. I don't know necessarily that anyone went there because out and, and, and called Formula One and was like, hey, I need to be here. This is who I am. Let me come. It was people that they had a connection with Red Bull. They had a connection with Lewis, right? So they were like, this sounds pretty sick. It's in Miami. Can I come type thing? So I do believe that there was a, there was a, a, a significant amount of people that went off their own idea and weren't being paid to be there. But I highly doubt the number is very high of people that went there that had zero connection to anyone there. Maybe. Right. No, I don't think people. And then, because because the, the other side of it too, right, is like it's Miami. Like everybody would go to Miami for a weekend. That's a it's, great. It's Miami. Place to go. Right. Yes. Fine. Miami. I mean, right. all those people were staying in Miami. Right. Um. So it's um. One second. But can we talk about how phenomenal that picture was of Lewis Hamilton, David Beckham, Tom Brady, and Michael Jordan? That that's that is sickest. one of the coolest sporting photos I think that's ever been taken. Yes, hundred percent. The amount of success, and I mean, I'm just gonna say it like earnings 
career earnings that was in that one photo is just baffling. Like it's GDP level, GDP of small country level in that one photo. Yeah. And, and what's crazy is like two of those people's more successful and wealthy partners weren't in it in that picture. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Actually. That's a very good point. Well, well are we calling, are we calling posh more successful than David Beckham? No, but okay. I but bet also I, very successful. Also very wealthy. Yeah. And yeah, and we all know Giselle's killing it. Right. So I think the crazy thing to think about is, you know, the, the baseball player, Michael Jordan, he also played basketball. I hate you so much. When you say <laughs> stuff with your mouth. That was a little funny. <laughs> That was, yeah, this is pretty good. Um, okay, so that was Miami. Miami was neat. Uh, Max won. I mean, I don't know if you watched, if anybody actually watched the race for the sake of the race. I it had it on a in the background. Terrible race. It was. I did a love the fact that terrible race. Sorry. <laughs> it's a horrible race. Yeah, I mean, there was a pass for the lead at some point. There was nearly another one, which I guess is good for F one. My favorite part was just Russell calling the uh, the VSC right because. He comes on the radio and, you know, he was on the alternate tire strategy, basically. And he's like, no, no, let's let's pit on the last lap if we have to to get our other tires, because if we get a virtual safety car, we'll, you know, get a free pit stop, essentially. And then, you know, five minutes later, whoever, oh, yeah, Lando crashed in virtual safety car and he looks like the Tony Romo of race car driver. I'm going to start. I'm going to start just calling out things I need to happen and see if it happens. I mean, yeah, just get on the radio. Just start saying it, man. Just start saying it. Yellow. Now, <laughs> yellow, please, yellow. Better fuel mileage. More success. <laughs> More pace. Pa 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 <laughs> Passing this guy now. Extra push to oh, pass. Man. All right, so uh, we are heading to... I'm watching Becky try to get changed in this small trailer. It's like a small little motorhome thing, oh, and we're we sharing see? a trailer. You didn't even get your uh, own trailer. I cannot... No, I, 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 I said they didn't have to get me a trailer because I was only going to be there for a day. I don't think like the eighth lead gets a trailer anymore. No, so I'm just lucky that I happen to be dating, dating, married to <laughs> dating the, the lead. So I've got, uh, but yes. Bye. Good luck. Knock, knock him dead. Break a leg. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. 
the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, yes. Okay. So that's all, that's all done. Uh, and then now we're, now it's, it gets May. I know it was May and Barber, but like now it's May, May. So it's like May, proper May. It's like proper May. Super May. Go to the super May. Are you okay? So how busy is your May, Alex? Has it already been filled up to the brim outside the obvious driving duties? This is obviously a a month where a lot of, and our live show and our live show, which is happening on the 16th um at sun king downtown indianapolis tickets are sold out sorry but yes how busy has your month filled up so far uh, dude i honestly average don't know. no i don't know i don't know i don't get no. sent unfortunately schedules very often or frequently so i couldn't tell you see honestly my calendar is empty except for a live contract. broadcast a Firestone annual whatever, yeah. and then hold for tag Reese Nichols appearance. That is all that I have that is not in a race car, which clearly is false. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say I think I have more events. Yeah, I don't than understand. You. <laughs> I don't. I've, I've been asking to know what my events are, and everyone's like, "Oh, they're there. You have some." So when. <laughs> When you are unemployed and don't have a team or PR or anything, you have to do all that scheduling stuff yourself. So I, I know how busy my schedule is, but I don't. So this is a funny story. This is a funny story. So so while you were off gallivanting with the rich and famous in Miami. Yeah, right. LA was um, there. <laughs> we, uh, we had the Rev event at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, which is always kind of like the the unofficial kickoff to the month of May huge you know high ticket high price ticket fancy to do at the speedway benefits the iu health foundation and the and the infield medical center really cool event coming up on its 10th year now it's just awesome normally everybody loves going it's it's really the first kind of kickoff event of may so a lot of drivers obviously couldn't make it this year because so many had commitments in miami but but i went uh and i was asked to help you know dave calabro goes on stage and he like does the driver intros, everybody who's there, and maybe a little, you know, spiel, shtick, whatever. And he asked if I could help him out with, you know, ro- rolling through the roll call of the drivers that were there. So I said, sure. And that was not going to be until like 8 o'clock. I normally do that a little bit into the night. Well, I'm driving to the track for the event, and I've got my brother and his girlfriend and my brother-in-law Ivan with me. And I get a text message from one of the PR from the Speedway saying, Hey, where are you? You know, we're wondering, are you, like, are you nearly here for your 630 interview? And I said, what 630 interview? 
and I got sent a snapshot of like the full schedule of events like I was like the drivers get right so it was like it literally said the top driver schedule and it had red carpet this time photo shoot here this interview live this interview with catalyst this 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 and I was just like nobody told me any of that stuff I had no idea that I was expecting <laughs> like I don't have a PR anymore like nobody told me that I, I'm not a driver I don't know I had no idea these are my responsibilities I'm very sorry but I'm not like I was already half an hour late for what I was supposed to be doing and I'd already missed three things and I was still on my way there I'm like ah <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do we made it work but it was comical I don't know uh, how to right. follow that up rev I'm sorry <laughs> yeah rev looks That's, fun that's my um, that's my scheduling story. What's what's Rebel's amazing? Great. What's amazing is I got well, not just me. A lot of us got lit up on the internet for being, and I quote one guy, sucking on the teat of Formula One instead of supporting the biggest race in the world at Rev. And I said, "Cool, you know all those people that pay for us to race at the biggest race in the world." They asked for us to be there. So shut the up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's insanity. It's insanity. Uh, no, it's ridiculous. It's And it's kind of, it, it speaks to what, James, you were talking about with the rising tide raising all ships. It's like, you can, I hate to say it because I love IndyCar. If you're going to get into an us versus them mentality against F1, they're going to win. They, they're spending, what, you said $250 million on hospitality at one race in Vegas. Like, that's not... It's not apples to apples, right? You can't you can't directly yeah. compare the two. I mean, the fact that on the average race weekend, Miami race numbers aside, the average race weekend, you know, we beat them in ratings. They have a, a budget so astronomically higher than ours to do everything that yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, they should they should be beating us. It's embarrassing for them almost. Like it just shows that there's still a long way to go in this country, but. It's like not. Said, it's not apples to apples. It's it's apples to Apple, the company. It's it's apples to the tree. <laughs> they're um, they're Apple though. I just realized. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was sitting here drinking my set my set drink. This is your my, fake diet coke. My, it's I mean it's real. It's real <laughs> spoiler alert: it's real diet coke. We just put a new label on it. So it is. Well, it is uh, small screen because they can't even pay the rights to have diet coke in there. Yes. Copy. Yes. Hey, it's it's Amazon, bro. Well, it's straight to streaming. As much as I want to talk about the guy who landed a plane with no experience, oh my god, or the prison guard that got the 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 guy out of jail, yeah, it didn't work out so we well. We do for have him. a not great. We do have an ask Alex. Ooh, yes, this so, is. I hold on. I just I just want to interject here and just say to to you two, what a phenomenal idea this segment was. This was I've all had, Alex's idea. I've had so many people <laughs> come up to me and be like, "Oh my god, ask Alex is the greatest <laughs> thing ever." So your your unbridled negativity and, and encouragement of bad decisions is just so welcome by our fans, and I love it. So let's hear our latest acts. And I, I'm, I'm gonna say, I like I'm really excited about hearing Alex's advice on this one too. All right, so we got this email in. Happy Mother's Day, gentlemen, because you know it came in on Mother's Day. Apologies in advance because this will probably like, set the record. Be. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. fair. Apologies in advance because this will probably set the record as the longest Ask Alex question the show has seen or will ever see. He's That's already rubbing his eyes. Sure we get a look, lot at, of emails. look at he's already doing the. Oh God. My wife is pregnant with our second child Congrats. and is due end of June, beginning of July. She is approximately 85% sure she isn't going to want to go to the 500 this year. 
but I have some pushback on this. My question for you is, what is an acceptable amount of pushback from me to try to get that 15% back up to 100%? She loves the 500 and has gone every year since we were engaged years ago. I honestly think she would regret not going. Please see pertinent arguments slash points before both sides. Our family has been going to, confirmed, every Indy 500 since World War I. Yes, World War I, not World War II. We do not miss the Indy 500. She knew the family tradition she was marrying into. She says it will be too hot. Could also be end up being very comfortable in terms of air temperature. There are also countermeasures to the heat, like colored clothing, ice packs, cold beverages, wet cloths, fans, etc., that we could prepare last minute if needed. This is the second child, and kids after the first tend to come early. She is mildly worried that with the extra stress of the race, added walking, potential heat, it could potentially cause her to go into labor at the track. We have an extra ticket that I've offered to give to her OB to ensure we would be fully prepared to deliver in the stands. <laughs> I would also love for my daughter to be an Indy 500 statistic if she was born at the track. Plus, the hospital listed on her birth certificate would say Indianapolis Motor Speedway. How cool would that be? It's a nice hospital. <laughs> all right. There's a lot to unpack there, there the, but I'm There's a lot excited. to unpack. Um, first of all, let me commend your family for going to every Indy 500 since World War One. That's incredible. Amazing. Um, so hats off to you guys. Here's what I got to say, man. This is the mother of your child. So you can't <laughs> Soon really to be children. Children. You can't really push back hard at all. And I got to say, if the Indy 500 was this important to you, you would have chosen better, you know, the day you decided. <laughs> so, like, this one's a little bit on you. You should let her stay at home in the AC. <laughs> well, all right. So, but wait, is the deal if she if hard. she stays home that he has to stay home? Is that the deal? Yeah, does he get to oh, go? Oh, well, no, that's ridiculous. Like, no. <laughs> No, like she's not in labor today or the day of the race. Like you can go to the race, have fun. Just don't make your wife go sit in the grandstands in the heat. Like that's that's not so that leads me to my suggestion, which is, hey, this is a once in a lifetime thing. Potentially having a kid at the Speedway, buck up, buy some home and terrace suite tickets, and then she can sit inside, be comfortable, not have to walk around and be in a much cleaner environment in case the kid comes. I just love that they were going to get an extra ticket for the OB. Like that, that's, that's I mean, that shows his commitment, though. Like, yeah. if if I'm the wife at that point, I was like, mm, maybe I should just go because this is clearly going to bother him quite a bit. <laughs> well, imagine being that doctor and getting that ask. <laughs> I think either way, either way, to Alex's point, you're not going to you're not going to let a pregnant lady sit out in the heat of the grandstands. So she either no. gets to stay home, like color clothing, you get her a sweet ticket. No ice packs. Yeah, no. Like, what are we doing? But no. yes, I think there are ways to do this, but it might you might have to open the wallet up. Copy. <laughs> yeah, the sweet the sweet's a great idea, actually, because then you're an elevator ride, there's not much walking. Um, you're in air conditioning, catered food, and you're substantially closer to the infield care center than you would be out in a corner grandstand. So point. that's all theoretically very possible. So either um, write a check or let her stay at home. I was just gonna say so if anyone out there listening has two extra sweet tickets that they want to donate to this couple to keep the family tradition alive dating back to World War I, uh, write us at askofftrack at gmail.com and we will help deliver these tickets and hopefully not have to help deliver a baby.
Well, I was just thinking about that too because it's a really good deal. It's two tickets by the end of the race is potentially three people. So you're not even like the cost there isn't that crazy. Yeah, I'm not sure how much food and beverage the kid's going to take, so it's actually a great deal. Yeah. <laughs> great deal for this probably won't drink much. <laughs> and no, you know the mom isn't. The other the other the other thing I think we're missing here is that built-in DD at the end of the day bringing the pregnant bring the pregnant wife. Yeah, that's a good point. That's actually a great point. Yeah. Maybe that's really the motivation here. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get a ride if you guys yeah, do yeah. come? <laughs> get, getting an Uber out of there after the race would be a nightmare. So I just <laughs> Well, I'm uh, I'm excited. All right. So Alex, I'm I shocked at your like level headed advice there that he that he can't do pushback. I was expecting you coming out. Yeah, but I followed it up with saying he solid. on the wrong day. So Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You did. Yeah. <laughs> I think the best tense of that is by the way. But... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Can you imagine? This segment of Ask Alex um not brought to you by Magnum. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently neither was the question. Oh. Neither was the question. <laughs> cool. Oh, that's good. All right. So yeah, NDGP's coming up. Uh what do you how do you do you like that place? Is that are you good there? Do you like it there? What's what um, are you thinking? How do we feel? Not, not good there. Don't like it. Um, but at least we race there a lot. I was looking at the, <laughs> the stats. It is a very Penske track. Oh. It's a very Penske track. Yeah. And and with the first four races all falling to Chevy, it's also a big horsepower track. And mm. this will be like a good indication of, you know, or pure a bad horsepower indication. between the two right now. Well, yes, depending which side of the of the war you're on. But uh yeah, it's gonna be interesting, man. I mean interesting to see if like Renus can still be up there. Obviously he was quick at Portland. He won this race last year. It does appear that Chevy's doing something right at the minute. He was quick in Portland. Why am I can... Sorry, Barber. Copy. I don't know why I said that. Yeah. Got it. Um Yeah, no, for sure. Auto can keep I, up this streak. I don't know. I think but, yeah, Andretti's Andretti struggled there. Yeah. It seems. We um we're always very good in the races, you know, but like, I think I've only made the fast six once, potentially twice. Um, so we're always kind of like an eighth to 12th place car on qualifying. And we've been on the podium twice. Like we've been in the top five a lot. Like we, we go forward in the race, but we really struggle to extract that big bang of a lap out of the tire. Um, and it's always incredibly tight there because we do go there so often. Um, I think the the last Harvest GP qualifying, the top six were all on the same tenth, and I was like eighth. Um, so everyone did wow. did the same lap time. So it is it is very very difficult there to to start up front. But um, you know, I think the big thing for this weekend is it's going to be our first properly hot event this year. Um, so that'll be that'll be interesting for everyone. I remember the Indy GP race that we had in 2020 in August. Oh, and my that was my gearbox blew up on lap twenty, and I was relieved. Dude, I remember that race was so hot; it was disgusting. It was just humid. Yeah, that's the that's the day we really established that what what kills you with the aero screen isn't even the ambient temperature; it's the humidity. And that August midwestern humidity was brutal that day. Yeah, so it's going to be not quite there, but approaching those levels this weekend so that'll be interesting to see how that 
plays on everyone. And um, then, yeah, I mean, I think as much as we love racing, as much as we love, you know, the excitement that comes Saturday and we get to have a race, like everyone's thinking about the 500 at this point. Like I'm so excited for Tuesday, yeah. mm-hmm. um, get on track and, and have practice and really start to get things going um, before qualifying here in 10 days. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. Giddy up. Yes, sir. All right. Well, it's uh, this Saturday, the Indy GP um, two-day weekend. For those that don't know, practice, practice, qualify Saturday or Friday, sorry. And then is there a warm-up? Or do there you, is yeah, a warm-up warm yep. and then race Sunday. Yeah. So busy day Friday. Saturday. So lots to, lots to check out. And then Saturday uh, is actually going to be, in theory, the coolest day of the weekend. So if you're going to come. Come watch us race. Come get your month of May started. Come race day. Yeah. And uh, then you get Sunday and Monday off and then on track Tuesday, right? Yeah, man. Good deal. All right, guys. Well, tune in. NBC. I don't know what time the race is. You know what it is? It's like noonish. I have no idea. But uh, good luck yeah, with your Google it. your second scene of two that you have. No, I already did it. Oh. I'm done. I'm wrapped for the day. Oh, wow. Congrats. So I'm just chilling here. I'm just like a, I'm just a set husband now. I'm just holding purses and fetching waters and stuff. So. Oh, good. No. Yeah. And uh, for everybody who got tickets, we'll see you on Monday. Yeah, looking forward to that. Live show, Sp- Speed Street podcast, co- co-show thing. Connor Daly, Joan Molinaro, Sun King Brewery. Going to be a thing. Cool. See you there. Unless... You don't come, then we won't. Then we'll see you next time. No, that's the one thing on his calendar. Don't care either way. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Keep in contact with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at AskOffTrack. Or you can follow us individually. We're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. If you want to follow Thim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham. We really need to get that changed to add producer Thim. The music you heard today is by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is produced by Tim Durham. And by that I mean Thim. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent, being there day and night, and building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.